0: us um, to again pause and and take mental account for what has been going on our world and our church and our town are in tumultuous times there are many things going on that um, would very easily cause you to take your eyes off Jesus and put them on other things and say oh my goodness look at that oh my goodness look at this Oh my goodness, how will it ever be okay again? And, we, and we, our eyes turn and we, and we look at those things. So as we do that, as we want to try and focus our hearts and our minds on Jesus, it's important to release some of the things that are inside us. And not just to release them for our sake, but to pray on behalf of those who are not able Or that would just like the support of someone else. And so I want to lead you in a prayer here. And if you feel comfortable agreeing with me in prayer, then I would welcome you to do that as well as we pray around our world this morning. So let's pray together. Kind Father, we thank you again for the beauty that we are in the midst of. And as the world talks about climate change and they're experiencing storms, we're experiencing extended summer. And thank you. We are once again... People who are in the, in the place of benefit and incredible provision. And we thank you for what we have been given. We don't take it for granted. We acknowledge it as a gift from you. And in doing that, we also want to remember for those who are experiencing the weather in a whole different way. God, we pray for Mexico um, and their 7.1 magnitude earthquake there. Hundreds dead. Massive devastation. And still too clear in their minds a previous massive earthquake. God, we pray for grace. We pray for mercy. We pray for people to, uh, to care for each, for each other. To, to lose the focus on ourselves and to gain the focus on each other. And to be pulled together into one. We thank you for the work of the church that's in Mexico. And we pray that you would give them the ability to minister well. To be an agency where people can go for help, for hope for shelter, for comfort, for their needs and be reminded that their God is involved. God, we, we can't help but uh, wonder how long in, in, in the Caribbean and in the south of the United States, how long, God, we've seen Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Jose and now Hurricane Maria. How long? How long? God, we pray that you would uh, you would bring hope, that you would bring resolution. There's peoples whose lives are being um, just devastated by the thousand, by the million, whole islands that are on the verge of sinking because of the amount, the deluge of water that they 've received. We look at so many of these places as, as tourist locations where we might go to recreate in privilege. But there's there's whole civilizations that live there that are are trying to eke out a survival in that place. And their whole way of life has just been devastated. God, we don't even know what it's like to imagine what that could be for us. And so we pray for mercy. We pray for your intervention, God. We pray for the Rohingya crisis in Myanmar. And we pray for the leader there, Aung San Suu Kyi, that you would... uh, that you would give her eyes to see. She rose to that platform with, with, a, with a cry for the unfortunate. She, she was the face of a movement that said, we have to be equal and treat people fair. And then under her rule, that is just not the case as this group of people that represent such a small portion of their population is just being entirely ignored and mistreated. God, we pray for equality for all. We pray for mercy and grace for all, whether they believe like we do or not. God, we pray for those, that, that small Muslim population in Myanmar that's getting, getting oppressed, having their property taken, having food removed from them. God, we pray for your mercy upon them and that surrounding nations would continue to apply pressure to say, this is just not the way we treat people. God, we believe in human dignity for all. We are all made in the image of God, and so we all deserve to be treated with dignity and respect, and we pray for that around us. God, we pray for Canada as well, as we are experiencing fires here that just don't seem to want to go out, for flooding in Nepal and Bangladesh and India. God, we, we don't want to withhold, and yet it's so hard. We are overwhelmed by the quantity, the sheer volume of requests that there are. God, we pray for East Africa and the ongoing famine that's there. And we say, how can the world be so unbalanced in so many places? God, we need you. And we need your church to be at work wherever they are. And so we choose to be involved in that mission that says it's not just about me, that we will be part of making a difference in this world. But without you, it's pointless. So God, we ask that you would go before us and you would make a difference there. Guide us into proximity to you today, that we would be able to sense you well in this space and be changed because of our contact with you. Thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what? I I know it's hard to go through prayer sometimes when it feels like it's long. But as I was looking at the list, as I came across these stories this week, I was just, I was overwhelmed by the sheer volume of what's going on. And, and and for us to, to be able to feel like we have the, the mental capacity to even come up with a sentence for these places where millions of people are involved, I was challenged to think of the, the, the kind of person that I am. If I can't do that, if I don't have the time to to engage just in that little bit, then I really take my privilege for granted. I really take the blessings that I've been given for granted and think somehow I deserve them or somehow I've done something to earn them. And it was, it was a good challenge for me. And so um, for those of you who are interested, I should mention, this. I didn't mention this before, but at the Christian Missionary Alliance, we are a global organization and we have an ongoing, always there, Global Emergency Response Fund. And so if you feel particularly moved to give to any of these Situations that we've mentioned, we have an always-in-motion emergency response fund fund, because our world always has an emergency that we need to respond to. And it's not just the ones that make the news or that are in popular countries. We are invested and engaged in countries throughout the world, and we are in constant motion doing these things so if you are interested in doing that if you want you can just write on one of the envelopes if you would like uh, emergency response fund and we will make sure the money is designated there you can also do it online if you would like to do that through their website not through ours all right today i wanted to do something different we we've been talking about recently what it is to be uh, in the fellowship of the king and we talked about together and we talked about grow those are the first two things and Our goal here at Into One is to help you grow in your faith. That's what we say. That's what we want to do. When we say your faith, I mean mine too. We are all in the process of either learning to have faith or strengthening faith as we go along. That's what we're learning how to do. And so we do that in a number of different ways. We have consciously set aside um, five key things that we we target as our five um, faith catalysts because we can't give you faith, right? But what we can do is to try and create an environment wherein faith can exist. And so in that, we've uh, listed those five. Do we have? Yeah, here we go. Practical teaching. That was the first one right there. And so over the course of a year, I'm not sure how much attention you, you pay to this, but I try to teach in a number of different ways. We do some expository preaching for those of you who know what that word means. We do some topical preaching, which means we kind of pick a subject expository means we kind of go through a passage and look at it, and we do a number of things, and we spend a bunch of time talking about Jesus. Today I want to help you talk to Jesus. So these are the different ways that we sort of concentrate on helping to create an environment where faith can grow. And so one of the practical teachings is not just to tell you something to think about well, but some of that teaching will be to help you to do something that you don't necessarily ordinarily do. So I'm telling you all that as that great big buffer at the front to say, I might make you uncomfortable today. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm not sure if you are. So I'm going to ask to trust me today. My goal is to not make you uncomfortable. My goal is to help you grow in your faith and to do something that you might never have done before. And to try and connect with God in a new way, to think in a new way. And what we believe at Into One very much is that the way that we pursue God will always be individually together. You will always have a choice of what you will choose to do. And you will always have a role that you will play on your own. But what we do together is incredibly valuable, And in our culture, we don't know how to do that well. We like these things to be private and personal, for me only. We don't talk about those things. But... To engage together is part of the way that God has always treated his people. And because we're always about relationship, it's a beautiful way to come together. So that's what we're trying to do. I hope that you've been able to notice some of the presentational variety that you receive and that today will be different. And I would ask you to trust that God will be able to speak to you in this. As we do this, the point of the practical teaching is for us to constantly come back to our principle of eyes We want you to live in this way that your eyes go up, that you look back to Jesus regularly, and not just for you, but the people around you, that you guide them, you lead them in that way. And the reason that we say, eyes up, focus on Jesus, is because we believe passionately that Jesus is the Lord of the church. Jesus is the Lord of the church, and we we take that from uh, Colossians, where it says, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He's the beginning, and he's supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. He's our number one focus. He is where we come back to all the time. If you don't know what God looks like, We look at Jesus. If you don't know how that works out and that doesn't sound right, you look at Jesus first and then at the other information. Jesus is our first. And as we do that, we find that in church quite often, we are in the habit of talking about Jesus, try to focus you on Jesus. But we don't necessarily do a great job of actually asking Jesus to speak to us. And we don't do a great job of listening To see if he actually says something. So we frequently claim that Jesus is the head of the church. But we are in great difficulty in figuring out how to live that out. Because it's an easy statement to make. He's the head of the church. So what difference does that make? How do we do a meeting differently? How do we do church differently? How do we live our lives differently because of that? I'd like to encourage us to become better at listening to the one who's in charge of our church. So I want to lead you today in a time of personal and corporate reflection. Rest and communion. And as in most spiritual practices, they are not innately magic. Nothing magic happens. But if you can pursue the way that as a follower we're supposed to be, if you can walk in humbly and you can participate with a sense of openness, then something can sink in. If you've decided that nothing will happen, you're right. If you've decided that this doesn't really make too much sense, you're right. If you can come humbly and say, I'm trusting that God will somehow show up in this, then you can be right also. So if this is new to you, please try. But don't try and rush it or force it. Try to become sensitive to gentle impressions. So what I want to do is encourage you to listen to the Lord of the church. Not to hear about him today so much as to hear from him today. So let's listen to the spirit of Jesus today. For I know that as you pray for me, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Paul is speaking about getting out of prison. So when we try to come to Jesus, we know that before we can focus on Him, we are already in the midst of focusing on ourselves. We can't help it. It's the stuff that's going on around us. It's the stuff that's already in our head. It's what you're worried about. It's what's pressing. It's what you have to do next. So I'd like to encourage you, if you took one of our handouts, write down things that are on your mind right now. What are you bothered by? What are you worried about? This is a way to try and say, I am acknowledging these things, but I want to free myself from thinking about them right now. What are you worried about? What are you bothered by? What is a distraction for you? What burden are you carrying? What crisis are you in? What kind of fatigue are you feeling? Do you sense that you have discord? You have a broken relationship with someone else. Maybe there's something else that's coming up and it's there. Whatever they are, you don't have to fix them right now, okay? So don't worry. All you have to do is acknowledge them. And the more you write down, the more you can release them. So I'd encourage you to do that now. What is on your mind that's pressing you that is a potential distraction from you hearing from God right now? Take a moment. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. To go deeper, you must leave distractions behind. To leave distractions behind, you have to trust them to God. In all kinds of ways, we live in a way, we call it faith or belief sometimes, but trust is a great word. It's going to be okay. I believe that God will intervene on my behalf. Especially for right now, I can trust him with those things. If you have a list, then I would encourage you, look at your list and pray. And here's a very simple prayer that you can pray. God, please deal with your list. God, please deal with these things that are concerning me. My mortgage, my job, my marriage my town, my world, my boss, my new living circumstances. God, please free me to focus on you and to hear from you. Take a moment. You don't have to be long and detailed. Just acknowledge God in the midst of your need. we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. So here is my invitation for you. This is what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who are weary, And burdened, and I will give you rest. This is an invitation to be with Jesus, to go near to where He is by choice, to on purpose draw close to Him. And this reminds us of the essential and primary nature of relationships with God the way he sees relationships. We, as a people, as a church, endeavor to pursue Jesus together. We say on this road trip, in earnest pursuit of Christ, we are being brought together into one. We have hope and freedom in the love of Jesus. What I would like to do for you now is to lead you through a practice. It's called Lectio Divina. It's not magic. As soon as you say it in Latin, it sounds magic, though. What we're going to do is read the same passage of Scripture three times in three different translations. And after each time we read it, you'll spend some time in silence considering it And there'll be a specific question for you to look at that we'll put up on the screens for you as we get to that place. This works best if you can partner together two, three, four other people. Because again, the point is together. We cannot pursue spirituality by ourselves just fine. And in fact, that's what we normally do. And I realize that this is the awkward part. Eye contact with someone else. You know what though? Just look down. Right? That's what y'all do, anyways. You get together, just look down. It's much more spiritual to see the top of someone else's head. Gather together. Okay, so you're gonna have to move and shift. And I'd say, do it now before we start so that we don't have to move again. So, yeah, I'm doing that thing that we never ever do. And you know when people say we I never ever do this, that's right when they're saying, I'm gonna ask you to do this. I'm gonna ask you to move, to be beside someone else, two, three, four, something like that where you can be together, introduce yourselves if you need to. You're not going to have to do anything that's uh, particularly exposing, so don't worry. But this is humbly pursuing God. That's what we're trying to do, okay? So, um, if you feel comfortable moving, and if you don't feel feel uncomfortable, I'm all about doing that to you as well. So, The instructions will come up on the screen after the passage. Here's the first time we'll go through this. So I'd ask that you would listen and ask, Lord Jesus, it is our desire today to hear from you. I need guidance in my life. And that guidance, I'm looking to come from you. So speak to me, I pray. Teach me to listen for promptings, nudges. Teach me to to listen for uh, a sentence or a phrase or a picture, an image of, of something that comes to my mind because of this. Because you speak in different ways to different people. The beauty of being together in this group is that we can put pieces together. Speak to us today, I pray, in Jesus' name. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Take a moment of silence. The instructions are on the screen. All right, if you would take some time to briefly share with your group, go around to the left, one by one, was there anything? If there's not, again, don't force something that's not there. Don't try and make it. Take a moment, share with each other if there was a word or phrase or an image, a passage that came to your mind. We'll pull it back together. You're just looking for something brief. We'll take the second reading. Listen again in the time, and then in the time of silence, you're listening for what's there. What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offerings? Should we bow down before God Most High with offerings of yearly calves, yearling calves? Should we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O oh people, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Longer silence this time. How does this passage speak into your life? again briefly to your group a word or two how does this passage speak to your life go to the left draw your comments to a close. Third and final time from the message. How can I stand up before God and show proper respect to the high God? Should I bring an armload of offerings topped off with yearling calves? Would God be impressed with thousands of rams, with buckets and barrels of olive oil? Would He be moved if I sacrificed my firstborn child, my precious baby, to cancel my sin? But He's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. And it's quite simple do what is fair and just to your neighbor be compassionate and loyal in your love and don't take yourself too seriously take god seriously what do you need to do how do you need to change what do you need to be or to act Or how to not act. What is it that you need to find from this for you? Our final period of silence. last time with your group a brief word or a brief phrase not what should you do what will you do again around to your left what will you do Lord God, thank you for these commitments that have been made today in your name for your honor. We thank you for speaking for the different ways that we were able to hear from you, whether it was from a very, very faint, indistinct whisper or to a more clear, urging, nudging, prompting. God, we thank you for being here and interacting with us. We acknowledge the the great part about being in community is once we get past a little bit of the awkwardness, we realize that if we were to do these things on our own, we just wouldn't do them it's important to be able to say some of these things out loud to, to have the sense that somebody else listens and as their spirit resonates with our spirit it reminds us that we are united and connected and we thank you for that so to end this time god hear our prayer as we together pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul, when he was reaching out, to his friends, the Corinthians, the people who lived in Corinth. He wanted to help them figure out how to get some of their church mess figured out. They got together, but boy, did they do it wrong. They were bickering and fighting. So much sin in the church, and the sin wasn't so much a matter of finger-wagging as it was in relationship-breaking. How do we stop that? And one of the directions that Paul said is when you get together, I want you to be together in this and celebrate this together. And so he said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, He took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread or drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You tell people the good news. You share the gospel. You remind yourself of hope. You remind yourself of Truth, you put in front of you a display of grace that is transforming and that will always remind you that God loves you deeply. I pray that as you would proceed today, we'll take the elements at the back when you're ready. You've prepared your heart. If you need more time, please take it. We'll go to the back. Take the elements there. Come back to your seats, and we will participate, consume them together. Lord Jesus, thanks for what you've done, for opening a path for us, for granting us forgiveness, for giving us hope, for giving us a future. Once again, take my life. Use it in the best way that you see fit. Help me to trust you today but tomorrow too, that you will in fact be involved whether it feels like you are or not. I trust you to make a better difference in this world than I could make on my own, but I don't choose for you to do it with me sitting by passively. I choose to be active in it as well. So please continue to speak to me that you might also very clearly speak through me. Thank you, Jesus. And now, together, you, the beloved of the Lord, participate. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. And I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You may be seated. Well, it's better when you're here. It's better when we're together. Oh, yeah, we're getting applause today. Beautiful hey, I want to thank you for taking risks today. I know that that weirded you out in a bunch of ways. And I know that's not what we normally do. But may this church always be a place that you have no idea what's going to happen. (laughs) So that you never fall into a rut. We never fall into just the same old, same old. We're always in it looking for how Jesus can speak to us. And we can find a new crack that he can get into and he can... Put his light into us. So thank you for trying. Thanks for risking. Thanks for participating. And I pray that God did speak to you. And I pray again that he will continue to speak to you through this week as you ask him to do it again. Be willing and be open to that. I want to remind you as we go out that you're being sent. You're not simply departing. You are being sent. And when when we send you out, I want you to remember that you're on mission. Everyone... Everywhere, all the time. And as you go, remember that we are Christ-centered. We are Spirit-empowered so that we would be mission-focused.